Welcome to the Enchanted Ears Podcast. Where we discuss anything and everything Disney. I'm Angela. <laughs> I was trying something different. What's wrong with that? Okay. Let's try again. <laughs> Take five. No! Enchanted Ears podcast. Where we discuss anything and everything Disney. I'm Angela. And I'm Joe. Got another great episode for you today. Uh, before we start, though, I want to take a moment to thank everybody that's left us a review on iTunes so far. Uh, every review really helps. It, it helps us reach a larger audience. So if you enjoy the podcast, uh, and, you know, subscribe to us. We're on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. If you already subscribe, leave us a rating, a review. It, it really helps. We're also on Facebook. You can check us out on our Facebook page at Enchanted Ears Podcast. And don't forget about our Instagram, recently launched. Yes. It's at, at Enchanted Ears Podcast. podcast no well. spaces or anything. Yeah. So thank you, everybody. Uh, you know, like I said, if you like what you hear, make sure you subscribe. You know, reach out to us on social media as well. If you don't like what you hear, still subscribe, though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Every download counts. Let us know. Hey. Write us a review. Hate is going to hate. Write us, write us a review. Let us know what you didn't like, and then we'll, we'll fix it for you. There we go. So, always looking room for improvement. So one thing I, I wanted to talk about in Disney News this week... I read an article by TechCrunch that outlined some autonomous robots. Oh, goodness. That's, you that's and the robots again. You have to admit this is pretty cool. I showed you this video. You know what, though? We'll link to it in the show notes. With my Disney Heroes Battle Mode game that I've been playing, I just got Wally recently, and I'm coming around to the idea of Wally. He's very cute. He is. I told you so. So, I don't know, but still not one of my favorite movies but, but yeah. so these robots are it's it's out of the stick stick man project and then they're calling them stunt ronics robots um because basically Wait, stunt ronics stunt ronics because they are stunt men robots so like i said i will i will post a link or stunt stunt woman stunt man stunt woman stunt person robots so they're autonomous robots that can do acrobatics and I will post a link to this article, like I said, in the show notes, and you can see the video and it shows the progression. It started, it was just kind of a, like a pogo stick that could do flips. And then they slowly built it to have legs and arms. And then it's a full human robot. And they actually have one where they throw it through the sky and it kind of does that hero pose flying through the Seriously, sky. Seriously though, if you haven't seen this, you have to watch it because it is pretty fascinating. You thought, the first and time I showed it to you, you thought it was a person doing it. Like, you thought it was an actual person doing the acrobatics. Like, you I couldn't mean, believe it, it was a it, robot. It looks like one. Well, when you showed me the progression from, like, just whenever it was basically like a broomstick, it kind of looked like a broomstick, and then they added arms and legs, and it flailed like a human, and it, like, folded over like you're at the circus um, and lands in, like, a big bag. It was it was pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty fascinating. So, I think the good thing is, it, this is pretty awesome technology, I'd have to imagine we'll be seeing this probably not for years in the theme parks. Who knows? Maybe we'll be seeing it when Star Wars Land comes out. I actually have an article up on our website. So if you go to www.enchantedearspodcast.com and if you go to the blog, 
I have an article on there talking about all the technology that's rumored to be in Star Wars land. And so I kind of question, is it is Star Wars land going to be the most technologically advanced theme park land ever? And it's kind of shaping up to be like that with potentially having real lightsabers and things. But there's talk of having robots through the land as well. And if they're building these autonomous robots that can learn how to interact with guests on the fly and they don't need somebody to control them, you know, this will definitely fit well in the theme parks. I think the other application is, you know, they're building stunt performers. They do a lot of stunt shows. So in the Hollywood series, you have the Indiana Jones stunt show. And that can be somewhat dangerous for uh, having an actor do that. Right. And you can only do so many shows a day. If you have robots, right. you could do well, I was thinking 15 about shows a day. Applications just for movies in general. You don't need to put somebody at risk. Like what Tom Cruise broke his, his leg in Mission Impossible. If you could have some, I mean. Yeah, it's a larger a, application outside right, of theme parks. Right. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I think the downside is we're one step closer to Westworld. So I will say, if these things roll out in the theme park, go early before they all turn on us. Yeah, Joe, Joe's been saying this, like when Star, World, Star Wars World, when it opens, that we gotta need to go, go soon. early. You gotta because go soon before, before the robots they, turn. They, yeah, the robots start to become, gain cognition and right. can act on their own volition. Right. Because um, I've been yeah. telling you, these things look like people. You, I mean, they their actions are incredible. And if they're learning on their own, I mean, we're only 50 years away from the robot uprising. If you listen to an earlier episode, I'm a big fan of the robots. So they will spare me um, whenever they come, <laughs> whenever they come for us. So, um, but so this week's episode is kind of a continuation of last week. So if you didn't listen to last week's episode yet, you may want to pause here, go ahead and download that. That episode outlines our recent trip to Disneyland. So it was our first time out there. So we kind of talk about. Our it won't ex- be our last time out there. No, it won't be. And so we kind of talk about. Um, you know, our, our trip out there and then kind of give some tips for other people that maybe have not gone to Disneyland yet. So some first timer tips and tricks that we kind of picked up as planning it. And then this episode, we're going to kind of then take that a step further and now kind of compare what we thought about Disneyland to Walt Disney World, which we're much more familiar with. We've been there five or six times each, I would say, somewhere around there. Yeah, I think it's five for me. I think you're one five over or six. Yeah, kind of kind of lost track. So, so we're much more familiar with Disney World. But like I said, we've been to Disneyland, so we're going to kind of you know talk about what we like and you know didn't like at both of them, and and maybe at the end try to you know pin us down to pick which one we like better. That might be <laughs> that might be kind of tough, but <laughs> but we'll we'll try. So I guess getting into it first, just. And so maybe we want to talk about kind of the, the atmosphere of Disneyland versus Walt Disney World. So just, I guess, a quick just um, background for everyone. If you're not familiar with one park or the other, so Walt Disney World is in Orlando. It's on the East Coast. It was built second after Disneyland because they realized that basically nobody east of the Mississippi ever came to Disneyland. So they mm-hmm. built something where they had a, a ton of space to grow and where a right. lot of people and would go. Walt was kind of boxed in where he built in originally. Yeah. And so he bought, I think it was just Swampland originally, right? The Disney World was Swampland. He got it for a pretty good price. And so he was able to build this the big sprawling park that he dreamt of. And he also could make it more self-contained. When we passed by... When we passed through uh, Disneyland, we could actually see from the highway the rides in California Adventure. We saw uh, Mission Breakout. So that's something that does not happen at all in Disney World. Like, yeah, until it you're is, on property. Yeah, you have to be on a Disney property before you can see the park at all. Yeah, and when you say a good price, I mean, Walt, when he was buying land for Disney World, bought it under 
a variety of shell companies, so nobody knew that Disney was acquiring the land. Because he knew as soon as word got out. That sounds like highly illegal. No. Probably not. But. No, and that's just how companies work. You know, he, he created new companies and had people go on his behalf, and they never said it was Disney. There were rumors that somebody like Disney was buying it, but he knew as soon as his name got out there, the prices would skyrocket. So he was able to acquire quite a bit of land, not all of it, but quite a bit of land before people actually knew what he was up to. So in Orlando, like we said, it's much bigger, it's self-contained. So there are four theme parks there and two water parks. And then if you, in Disneyland, there's only two theme parks there and they don't have any water parks. And both so, of them kind of had a, a downtown area uh, as well. So yeah, Disneyland has, Cal, uh, like Disneyland is one park and then DCA or Disney, Disney Ca- California Adventure. Adventure. By the way, you kept referring to it as DCA for a while and I was just like, what's a DCA? Like I could not figure it out. And then when we were there, I was like, oh, Disney. Yeah, Dis- I can be a little slow on the uptake Disney sometimes. California Adventure. Right. So those are the two parks there. And then the four parks at Walt Disney World are the Magic Kingdom, which is basically a larger version of Disneyland. You have Disney's Hollywood Studios, Epcot, and Disney's Animal Kingdom. And then the two water parks are Blizzard Beach and Typhoon Lagoon. I definitely think that one of the greatest additions that – where it was made was those water parks. Like we, we had been to Disney maybe four times without ever going to the water parks. I don't think people go to them too much because you don't really think of Disney and think like, Oh, I have to go to a water park, but we really enjoyed our time in the water parks. So I, I can't say that I, I think that they're not very, they're not hyped enough. Uh, I really enjoyed the summit plummet at blizzard beach it's 12 stories high and it makes it look like you're like you're gonna go off of a ski jump and like the whole the whole story behind it I didn't write it all down but it's pretty interesting about how there was um like a big snowstorm and they built this ski resort and uh then it thawed out and it just became a water park like it obviously it's not true but it's like for the kids it was it's just a, it's a cool thing and we did the surfing and I think that was Typhoon Lagoon right Right, right. Yeah, everything's, I mean, every, all the parks are, are themed everywhere you go. So well, yeah, I guess comparing. I thought that was so, a cult theme. Yeah, so I guess comparing the atmosphere. So what did you think of Disneyland whenever we, we kind of first went in there? I mean, was it what you expected or did you have something in mind when, when you were first going? Or did it meet expectations, exceed them, under? I, perform? Well, I the first day we were there wasn't as crowded, so... I definitely noticed a difference in the volume of people around me. It seemed to me like there were a lot of far like more hardcore Disney fans. And I'm not saying that Walt Disney doesn't have hardcore fans, uh, Walt Disney World. But I'm just saying that it was more apparent because the concentration of people there wasn't as dense. But like there were so many people. And I mentioned this in the last one who had like amazing Disney tattoos and a lot of people were dressed up. They were wearing Disney shirts and Disney shorts and a lot of people had on their mouse ears. And I didn't notice that as much when we were in Disney world. Yeah. So I think that that's probably my biggest difference I'd say between the two atmospheres is that Walt Disney world in Orlando is definitely geared more towards Visitors. people on vacation. Yeah. So that's why there's so many parks, there's so many hotels, there's the water parks. It really is built for you to kind of go to a resort, a multi-day family vacation. So you have a lot of people from all over the United States, all over the world traveling there. And not to say they aren't, you know, hardcore Disney fans, but you don't necessarily have to be a huge Disney fan. It's a great 
place just to vacation as well. Whereas Disneyland, most of those guests live within a few hours of the park. They're annual pass holders. They go to Disneyland all the time. It's kind of like if you live, you know, near a, a local regional park, you know, like maybe a Six Flags or a Cedar Point or something like that. Something where, you know, you kind of grow up and that's just a park that you're familiar with. You go there all the time. You really love it. Right. And it's people that are local go to it. People don't right. necessarily travel. And there's travel. a certain amount of pride that's associated with that. And I definitely I right. thought that that came through when we were in Disneyland. Like the people there seem to be very into their park. They seemed to They know a lot it. about it. Yeah. They're they're yeah. very they're very up to date on what's going on. And again, because they live so close to it. Exactly. I will say the other thing I noticed, and this may have just been again, we were only there a couple of days and we've been to Disney World, you know, much more. So it's it's hard to, you know, know for sure on some of this stuff. But it seemed like the cast members were much more laid back at Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Which I, I was, have that too. It's not that they weren't it's not that they weren't doing a good job, but it just seemed like that they it wasn't they weren't over the top with it. And not that the cast members at Disney World that that's bad. I like that they're, they're very just, into it. They seem friendlier, to be honest. I thought that I don't know if they seem friendly. Not, they just didn't seem so. They're uh, not like over so the top. Have a magical happy. day. Yeah. Like yeah, people in Disney World, it it's a it's a little bit of a different feel, and I don't even know how to to capture it, but in words, but it, it definitely is like what you're saying. The cast members aren't so don't seem so. I don't, almost they, they play they like, play their roles, but it's not like it's an end all be all. Right, except thing, for the I feel one, like. except for the one girl on Tower of Terror. Well, no, I mean was, some of, that's what I'm saying. Hard. I don't want to so good. I don't want to say that they aren't. That's what I said. I don't want to say they're not doing their job, but it just seem they seem just kind of more natural. It's a more casual. Like they have their role, they, they play it, but it's just more. Yeah, they seem casual to be people who are happy to do what they're doing. They're not like the people you see in a grocery store that are like, mm, and they right. like basically. And again, at you. I think this, they're happy, but. They aren't playing the overly happy. Yeah, and I think it's because thing. again, probably because a lot of people at Disneyland are locals that work there, and you get a lot of people coming from all over to work at Disney World. There's a lot of right. international That's people true. there too, and they're and they're honestly, I mean, they truly are that excited to be working yeah, at Disney exactly. World. But I think again, if you've grown up around Disneyland, going to Disneyland, now you work there. It's fun to work there, but it's not like it's some special experience as opposed to, you know, Disney World where people are traveling from all over right. to come and work. But so I, I'm interested to, if you thought the same thing as me, because I noticed that about the, the cast members, but the people, the actual people in the park, I thought they seemed to be happier to be there than the people in Disney World. It's almost like if you're on a vacation, you have certain expectations that you have to have met. And if things aren't quite going exactly right, you might be a little like, mm. um, I've seen some like crying kids and some like angry looking adults in Disney World. I didn't really notice any of that in Disneyland. It's, people seem to be generally a lot happier to be there. They seem to be more interactive with each other as opposed to being on their phones. Uh, I thought that the people were just, they seemed, if for lack of a better word, kinder or nicer or more into the experience. Did you notice that? No, I didn't pick up on any of that. I didn't, I didn't really notice. Other than, like I said, there seemed to be, like we already talked about, there's more kind of hardcore Disney fans at Disneyland not to say that there aren't hardcore fans at Disney World, but no, I don't think I didn't notice anything like that. People were nicer or anything like that. So. It was it wasn't even that they were nicer to like us, but they were just they seemed more into each other as opposed to 
and like happier in general. Yeah. I don't know. I, I didn't pick up on that. Yeah. And, and, and kind of talking about the crowds, I think you mentioned the first day it wasn't as crowded. So, you know, the, the smaller park didn't really seem to be an issue, but you kind of did notice that it was a little bit smaller. So the streets are a little bit narrower. There's not as much space in, be- in between everything. But exactly. the second day it was, it was much more crowded and you could really tell, um, you really felt how, that how, not a lot smaller, but how smaller the park was compared to the Magic Kingdom. Right. And I have some estimated numbers uh, about capacity. And Disney holds the capacity like close to the chest. Uh, they don't really release that very much. And of course, it fluctuates too based on what attractions are open, if certain restaurants are closed, or even like if certain paths are closed like they have been in the Animal Kingdom. But the estimated numbers that are kind of, you know, again, they're shaky. But the best I could find was that for... Disneyland, it's 80,000. For DCA, California Adventure, that's 33,000. And that, when you compare it to Disney World, the Magic Kingdom is around 100,000. I, I, it's like 65 to 100,000. They start to sort of close the doors around 65. And Hollywood Studios is 75,000. And I couldn't really even find the other parks. So, I mean, it is a lot more. And that makes uh, that kind of makes sense because Magic Kingdom's got about forty or fifty acres on Disneyland, mm-hmm. so that 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 kind of makes sense. So yeah, you, you do feel it on a more crowded day um, than other days. So I think the the one thing that I was most shocked by was the castle at oh, Disneyland. Yeah. So you walk in, and I mean, it's it's great to be there. You 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 go through security both parks are kind of right there, which is one thing that's different than Disney World. In Disney World, you have to get on a bus and, you know, sometimes right. two buses to go where you need to, to go. You have to wait, wait for the bus. Yeah. So it, it can be, you know, it's kind of a pain a to go from yeah. park to park, unless you're walking from, like, Epcot to Hollywood Studios. I was shocked, actually. But, I didn't but know it, that they bought, like, the entrances basically just sort right, of share at, the at same Disneyland. walkway. Yeah, so at Disneyland, right. they share a walkway. And you, you walk in and... You go left is California Adventure. You go right is Disneyland. So it's real easy to right. go from and park it, it to park. Right, and it was so nice to be able to run from, from park to park. We enjoyed that, definitely. Right, that makes it much easier. But so, you know, you go in. You're excited to be there. We go into Disneyland. You're kind of walking up. It's a very similar entrance to the Magic Kingdom. You go under the train. You're walking up Main Street. And then you look, and because we've never been to Disneyland before, <laughs> we've only been to Disney World, you look out, you're expecting a, a castle, and then you go, wait, what? What's that? <laughs> so, but where's the real castle? Yeah, so yeah, we're like, is the is the castle is that the castle in front of the castle or <laughs> or what? Because in Disneyland they have Sleeping Beauty's castle, correct? Uh, in Disneyland, yeah, it's Disneyland, Sleeping Sleeping, Sleeping Beauty, Beauty Castle, and then and it's Cinderella, Cinderella World, Castle, it's Cinderella Castle, yeah, in right. Disney World. So. It just doesn't have the wow factor. Yeah, it's much smaller. Cinderella so you Castle have some has. statistics on that. Right. On so team. I, because I was, I don't want to hate on it. And of course, it's the, it's the simpler, like it, it was a castle built in a simpler time. And of course, you don't want to take that down. Like it's, it's part of history. But Cinderella Castle in Disney World is, a, it's 189 feet tall. And it has to be under 200. I thought this was fascinating. It has to be under 200 feet because if, it's Florida law that if you um, 
if you have a building over 200 feet tall, you have to put a blinking red light at the top. So Disney wanted to make it under that so that they didn't ruin the illusion. That makes sense. Yeah. So, and it was, it was, that one was completed in 1971, July of 1971. So, uh, and then the spires, and this, this is the same thing that they do at Sleeping Beauty Castle, but the spires actually kind of draw the eye and make it look taller than Well, everything, all, all, that's the one thing that, that Walt did when he built Disneyland. Everything's forced perspective. So, Whenever you walk in to Disneyland and the Magic Kingdom, Main Street is built so that it appears to go on longer than it really does when you're walking into the park. But then when you're leaving, it appears to be a shorter distance. So he wanted it to appear grander as you walk in. But whenever you were leaving, he didn't want to make it seem like you had to walk forever. Is it a bit of a hill? So that the castle looks like it rises up above? Or uh, there no? may, I don't know. There may be a slight hill, but they built all the buildings like that. And like you said... All the buildings, as they get taller, they are, they're not, they're built to like a different scale as they go up so that, you know, they're two stories tall, but they really look like they're two and a half. So they look bigger. So everything's built, you know, based on perspectives uh, and the castles, you know, like that as well. And I should have started here, but the Sleeping Beauty Castle, so this is Disneyland, but this one is only 77 feet tall. So again, that's compare it to 180. So it's 110 feet different. I mean the mat the Matterhorn is taller than the castle in Disneyland. Sure. Yeah. And I mean that, you, I mean just by looking at it you can see the Matterhorn, taller. yeah, mountain. It looks taller. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I didn't look that up. But that one opened on July 17th, 1955. So it's almost 20 years older. I mean it's not quite 20 years right, older. Right. They open with the I mean they both open with the park. Right. So it, it's just it is quite a bit quite a bit smaller than the one in Disney World. But again, it's a piece of history. It's really cool. You can actually walk into it. I wish we had we had done that. You can enter from Fantasyland and you can see they have a couple dioramas in there. Uh, we didn't do that. So, of course, we want to go back and we need to go back to see that. So, I looked at the Matterhorn ride is 147 feet. Okay. So, it, yeah, it is bigger. taller. I was going to say, I mean, you can see just whenever you look up, you know, the, the difference. Uh, whenever you look up, you can see the difference between the two. Yeah, so that that was the one thing. I mean, I knew it was a smaller castle, but I mean, it's just very surprising. When you're used to going to Walt Disney World and seeing that grand Cinderella castle, if you go to Disneyland, that's one thing prepare to be disappointed i mean it's still i mean it's, it's a great castle but it's like I, i'm hesitant to say that those of you who like disneyland a lot we loved the castle it no just i'm not was saying, shocking no yeah. i'm saying if you've only ever been to walt disney world and you're used to a big castle right, like exactly. that if you go to disneyland you're going to be shocked yeah. when you turn that corner and you look down you're going to be shocked by it well, you look up but yeah no yeah when you turn the corner you look down main street oh yeah you're you're going to be shocked by by the size of the castle, if you're only used to Walt Disney You made Disney the World. castle seem like it was microscopic. Like you look down at the castle and it's like, no, it's like a bug's life down there. No. So, <laughs> but yeah, again, I mean, they're, they're both, they're both great castles, yeah. but yeah, it's just interesting and they're different. to see that. I mean, obviously there's the different, like there's different styles. The Cinderella castles, what, like a whitish and blue and gold. Whereas the one Disneyland. in Disneyland pink. has like, yeah, pink. And I think it's also gold. But you brought up a good point. I mean, they were built in different eras. Sleeping Beauty Castle was built in Disneyland. So that was the original park. They didn't have a ton of money to build, you know, a giant castle. That was you know, pretty big and, and pretty grand for the park. And then by the time they get to the Magic Kingdom in Walt Disney World, like you said, it's 
15, 16 years later when they start building it, they're going, it's a much bigger park. They're going for a much grander scale on everything there. And so they build a much bigger castle. Yeah, exactly. But I think that's, but that was one thing I found interesting. Maybe move on to some of like the rides and food, uh, kind of some of those differences. So, you know, we ate at a couple places and we outlined, we kind of talked about that um, Mm -hmm. last time, you know, we ate at Cafe Orleans, uh, which was really good. That's something that, you know. uh, I cannot stress enough. Get that cheese Monte Cristo sandwich. Best thing I ate when I was in Disneyland. You really liked that. I did. And I think, you know, the other things you had were like churros and Dole Whip. So I think a lot of the food is similar. Again, because Walt Disney World is bigger, there are much more options for food. Um, we really didn't go to a lot of sit-down restaurants when we were no. in Disneyland. So it's kind of hard to compare the two. Um, but I, like I said, being more familiar with Disney World, it seems like that there are more places, there are more sit-down restaurants in Disney World, and there is a wider variety of kind of price points just because you have so many different theme parks. All the hotels have and restaurants in them. basically just completely centered right it's all food yeah it's all which is hilarious because back in the past i remember adults saying epcot's their favorite because of the food and i was always like why do you go to a park to have like food that's so stupid but now i'm like oh my gosh why have i never explored this side of epcot i yeah i can't wait to go back yeah so so i think kind of overall yeah if you're definitely if you're a foodie probably walt disney world is the better option on that regard. Do they both regard. have the food and wine festival or is that just No, that's Disney just World? Epcot because that's that's yeah. where they have all the food there. So, But as far as the rides go, Disneyland and Walt Disney World share a lot of the similar rides. So they both have Space Mountain. While they're slightly different versions, they both have Pirates of the Caribbean. They both have the Jungle Cruise, Haunted Mansion. So there's a lot of similar rides like that. You know, Disneyland has the Matterhorn bobsleds, which we talked about. And then Disney California Adventure has a lot of different rides. They have Radiator Springs Racers, which is a similar ride to Test Track over at Epcot, but it is right. a little bit and different. And the Matterhorn's similar to Expedition Everest, a bit. A bit, yeah. I guess you, I mean, could, it's you not, can kind of say. Yeah, I mean, in that they have, it's a, it's a thrill ride and that they have a Yeti. Yeah, they're but, kind of mount. Yeah, they're both the, yeah, they're kind of mountain it, rides just, at each of them. I mean, they are very different, but. Right. They, they both uh, they both have soaring at them, and then you have Hollywood Studios has Tower of Terror, Disney California Adventure ha- used to have Tower of Terror. Now it's Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout, which we said is our favorite ride. Yep. In the whole whole uh, park between in Disneyland. For me, it's in all the parks. I was gonna I say think. yeah, it may be it may be one of my favorites. Yeah, I mean I, don't, I think it's up there. It was a novelty, I think, for me a bit. I mean, I don't know if I had it next to like Expedition Everest if I would. I was gonna say same, yeah, it's but... up there for me. Probably Expedition Everest is probably my top ride. Guardians of the Galaxy is right up there, so they're they're kind of up there right, neck and neck. A lot of fun. Right. So yeah, so they have very very similar rides. Again, Walt Disney World has a lot more rides, and they're going to be getting even more rides. So they're getting the Tron light cycle ride here in a few years. They're getting the Ratatouille ride in Epcot, a Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster. So they're getting a lot of additional stuff that Disneyland's not going to have. They're both going to have pretty much exact copies of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. So that's you know kind of um, a wash there. The one difference between the two is how you do your fast pass reservation. So as we kind of talked about Walt mm-hmm. Disney World being more of a resort, more vacation, not a lot of locals. 
everybody has the magic bands there. So the magic bands are your ticket. They're your key to your room. They are your fast passes, you know, your reservations. They are your fast passes. They're also a credit card if you want them to be. Mm -hmm. Whereas Disneyland, a lot of people are annual pass holders. They do not have the magic band. So it's the old ticket fast pass system. Right. It's a better way to disconnect in Disney World. Uh, if you, cause you don't have to carry anything with you. If you go on a water ride, you don't have to worry about it. Whereas in Disneyland, it's a little bit more like your local park where people like buy those people buy those little plastic containers that you could put your money in your wallet in so that they don't get wet. So, so did, what did you like better? Cause there's a lot of people, you know, Disney people that go to Disneyland, a lot of them say they don't want the magic bands and the fast pass systems that Disney World has because they like being able to go and get the ticket. And a lot of the reason, because a lot of people say that go to Disney World don't like it because you have to make your fast passes 180 days out maybe if you're staying on property or 120 days out, something like that. And then it's it's 30 days. If you're not staying on Disneyland property, it's 30 days less than that. So 150 days or 90 days. Disney World property? Disney World. Yeah. So if you're not staying on, on Disney How property. How many fast passes a day are you allowed in Disney World? So in Disney World, you can get three a day. They all have to be in the same park. And then after that, you can you can keep getting one at a time. And then in Disneyland, you can, have, you can get one. And then it's every hour and a half or so, you can get another one. But you kind of have to run around. Now, we had the max pass in Disneyland which allowed you to get fast passes on your phone so you didn't have to go get the physical tickets, which was nice. But kind of going back, so a lot of people, they don't like that you have to plan out so many months in advance what you want your fast passes to be. Because if you want to get a ride like Flight of Passage at Pandora or Toy Story Mania right. you know, in, in Toy Story Land, if you're not on it six months in advance, chances are you're not going to get one. So a lot of people don't like that. Yeah, full disclosure, you are asking which one I would prefer. If I didn't have like a human robot travel planner as a husband, I would prefer the Disneyland system. I think that the Disney World system works fine for us just because you are obsessive about yeah, planning see, I was everything say, out. I don't, I don't mind. I like the Disney World system because I am kind of on the ball. So I do like planning out I, ahead. Okay. When we say on the ball, I mean, we will go on a walk six months out from when we go to Disney World and Joe will be discussing what rides we're riding on what days. Well, you have, and you have to plan it out because again, you have to kind of get your fast passes in order that far in advance. So I kind of like that. So I don't mind it, but I could see why people wouldn't like it. Now saying that, so I wasn't sure, you know, how I felt going into Disneyland because we didn't have anything scheduled but it is very easy to get fast passes there mm -hmm. because you can't go six months out and you have to be in the park that day to get a fast pass. It really limits it because only people in the park can get them. So that, right. and, and when we say you have to be in the park to get them, you cannot be waiting in line. You have outside. to scan your ticket in. Right. You actually yeah. have to scan your ticket that day. We were to trying to the make park. fast pass when we were waiting in line just for like to check, get our bag our backpacks checked. So you have to be in the yeah, park. Yeah, you actually have to scan your ticket for the day in order in order to do it on the app with the Max Pass. Now, if you don't have that, you actually have to be in the park because you have to go to the ride. So saying that, I will say I did I did like that. I mean, I thought it was very easy to use. I like that you you know had it on your phone because it made it similar to Walt Disney World where you can 
get your fast passes on your phone and you just link them yeah, up to you your just magic do them one band. at a time. Yeah, so it's it's very it was a very similar. I think if I had to go run around and get tickets and I would oh like hey, that. we have to go to Guardians of the Galaxy and go get a ticket. Now we have to go walk over to Cars and let's ride that. Or if you had to switch parks to get fast passes, I wouldn't like that. Because that was a nice thing. You know, we would be on a ride in Disney California Adventure and then I would get a fast pass for Disneyland. And mm-hmm. so that that way we could do that on our phone without having to walk. So it just made being the a planner, whole... I like that. You know, I mean, I, I think Disney... If people really complained a lot, they probably don't. They do enough surveys to know whether people really care. But they could probably limit it and say, okay, as opposed to six months out, you can book them three months out. And that way, it's closer to people's trips. Yeah, it just made the whole experience a lot more laid back. I felt like when we're in Disney World, sometimes we have to rush around. I felt like in Disneyland, it was a lot more laid back. I was able to take in the scenery a little bit better. I could... You know, we could decide, oh, are we going to stay here? Like, it, it was just, it was just more, it just seemed more laid back. Now, whether or not that's just not having to worry about catching a bus and all the other different things that you think have to think about while you're in Disney World, I don't know if that played a factor. Yeah, I was going to say, the fact that there's very little cost of switching parks in Disneyland made it nice. Because like yes. I said, we were in Disney California Adventure and it was like, okay, we rode a couple of things. Now we... Now we have a fast pass at Disneyland. It's very easy to make a fast pass for in an hour because mm-hmm. you can just, it takes you 15 minutes to walk to the other park, depending on how long it takes you to go through your tickets, you know, maybe 20 minutes. Where, like we said, if you're in Walt Disney World and if you're going from Epcot to the Magic Kingdom, you can get on the monorail, but you have to wait for the monorail. You have to go and transfer. Right. Or you have and to catch a bus. You can and get there, twenty minutes, and half the bus an hour. is right there. And then other times, there's a line a mile long, and you you have to wait two or three buses in order to get on. Right. So, so you a, can't exactly plan that out. You have to leave a little bit of a buffer. Yeah. There's a much higher opportunity cost of leaving switching parks at Disney World than there is at Disneyland. So uh, you're right. I think it's more laid back because you you're right there. You don't have to worry about running around as much. Uh, anything else on the rides? Anything specific? I think we kind of covered it. We talked yeah. more about the rides last episode of, yeah. of which ones we I think liked. that we handled most of the stuff that I think we overall, I think about if you, without being redundant. Yeah. So, so. Uh, so I think maybe the last thing to cover is pin trading, yeah, which, is something, yeah. which is something we both enjoy doing. So you want to go sure. with your thoughts first? Sure. So I was, this was the other, besides the castle, this was the other thing that kind of struck me a little bit is that there wasn't a whole lot of it going on. It didn't seem like a, as big and as integral of a part, a part of the park as it does in Disney world. There are some stores that had out the, the boards. There were a couple of the employees who had on lanyards, but it wasn't really widespread. Like in Disney, in Disney world, most I'd say probably of the employees wear the lanyards. And I don't know if that's just because more of them wear them there. I, we we had found out, we asked one of the, the workers, and she had said that it's optional in Disneyland. Yeah, she made it seem like in Disneyland that it's it's not necessarily a requirement. I don't know in Walt Disney World whether it is or not. But that was, like you said, your, point, might- your point of it seems like more cast members have pins when they're walking around at Disney World, where in Disneyland, at least at first, it was kind of difficult to find people to trade yeah. with you had to kind of figure out who had them and for the most part the people who really always had them were the the disney vacation club booths 
all of those people yeah have it was definitely them. good they have them they're like come on over trade with you and right. then they're like hey would you like to be interested in taking a tour of our disney right. vacation how club? long are you gonna be here and then you kind of have to like scratch your head and can i lie in disney world it's or disneyland it's kind of like church like can you lie here well, we weren't there very long we kind of told them that, like hey we're yeah. only here you know you know today you know it's like our second day or whatever we're like we're only here for a day we really don't have time to look into this um, but thanks for it, yeah i mean and it's something we've kind of I mean, we've talked to them before. We've never done a tour or anything of them. We'll have to do an episode one time on kind of the ins and outs of the Disney yeah, Vacation we'll have to get Club. Yeah, one one. Because I'd like to look into that more. But yeah, but they were kind of the main people that had them to draw you in. Now, eventually, we did start finding more because you do find the gift shops that sell pins. And they there were a lot of boards there and yeah. everything. Um, but I will say, once we started finding them... The it pins seemed like, were so good. Right. And, so, and that's why I wasn't sure. Because when you go to Walt Disney World, you can see especially if you're at the same thing, you can see a lot of, you know, repetition in them. Um, but being at, at Disneyland, there were a lot of different ones. So, you know, it was, a, you know, a good mix. I think you got like a Hercules or a I, Hades. Pin. I got a Hades. Yeah. And panic. And, um, the other guy's names escaping my brain, but, uh, Hades and his two little minions. Right. Uh, and then you got a lot of scar panic pins. And pain. Yeah. I got two scar pins. I, ha- I got a Simba paw print pin. Um, we got a Disneyland Donald with uh, Donald and Daisy. So we found right. a lot of, I got a couple good figment pins. Yeah. So, so we found yeah. a lot of different and cool pins that we, yeah, we really we saw, seeing in Disney. I World think most of the we pins I saw there, I had never seen before. Whereas I feel like in Walt Disney world, you know, you go and after a day or two, you're training, you start seeing a lot of the same pins over and over again. Mm-hmm. Whereas, yeah, Disneyland, it was really good. So it was hard to kind of find people at first. But once we did find people, um, I think they were a really good, you know, kind of mix of pins. I think the we got, pins we got, were ripe for the picking. Yeah, we got a lot of good ones. And maybe that is maybe because they are more difficult to find and it didn't seem like as many people traded. That's why they had a better variety. Because, yeah. I mean, that, that could be, I'm not sure. Yeah. So I think, you know, that we kind of covered, you know, our thoughts, you know, on both of the parks. I think as we kind of went through, we said, you know, what we like about some of them. You, you kind of like the atmosphere of Disneyland better. We like the castle better at, at Disney World. Um, you know, some of some of that stuff. It seems to be easier to pin trade at Disney World than at Disneyland. But the quality of pins seems to be higher at Disney right, than it is right, at Disney right. World. So kind of going off that, each have their pros and, you know, and cons. So I have a question what, for you. Yeah. Which park would you rather go to? That's what I was just going to ask you. Oh, get great get out of my brain. Alike. Get out of my brain. <laughs> yeah. So which one I think do, do you like better? So are you team Disneyland I ask you first. or team Disney World? So thinking about this, I mean, going into it, I always love Disney World because I've always been there. After going to Disneyland, I really loved it too. I think it really comes down to... You better not steal my answer. For, I was going to say, for other people... No pressure. Depending on what you like is what it comes down to. So if you really like the rides and the whole kind of resort feel, Disney World is definitely better because there's more parks. Like you said, there's water parks. There's more rides. There's a lot more to do. Like you can spend a week in Disney World and and not do everything. Mm-hmm. You can if you spent a week in Disneyland. We've spent yeah. We've it would start that. it would start to be repetitive and not done near everything. Right. I 
did really enjoy. I, I found myself though really drawn to Disneyland, like you said. I want to go back there mm-hmm. um, because there's, there's Disney World makes me really like Disney World, and I enjoy being there. Disneyland makes me want to throw out my entire wardrobe and replace it with Mickey Mouse and Stitch and Disney Bound every day of my life and things like that. So I feel like Disneyland pushes me to become a better person. That wow! <laughs> so you had a life changing experience. Are you picking Disneyland then? No. <laughs> so you basically had a life changing experience at Disneyland, but you still won't pick it. Um, I'm not picking either park. You're not picking Just, either. I, I'm I'm doing kind of like you're doing. So you're cheat. Well, I was I didn't get to my answer yet. So oh. you're gonna cheat and say neither. Maybe. Okay, I'm not gonna let that happen. So you you got a minute. So I think boiling it down. If I could only go to one park or one resort area, because there's multiple parks in a at each of them. post-apocalyptic world where you can only choose one Disney park, what would you choose, Joe? I think I would have to pick Disney World. Bom, bom, bom. And it, it's so tough for me to say that because it's so close. I mean, one of the other things we didn't talk about was kind of the nighttime entertainment. So the Paint the Night Parade <laughs> was, is the best parade I've ever seen at Disney. Um, that, yeah, that's that's really just phenomenal. Great. And then Walt Disney World at the Magic Kingdom, they have the Happily Ever After Castle Show, which is the best projection and fireworks show yeah. I've ever seen. But to be fair, we didn't see the one in Disneyland. Your dad actually stayed and watched that one. So he did yeah, say but it, was, it, it was pretty good and they proje- projected on other but buildings. It, it's the, the one in the Magic Kingdom, though, is... It's phenomenal. It's just, yeah, on a grander scale. Yeah, it's it's phenomenal. So if they could move Paint the Night to Walt Disney World, I mean, that would like seal the deal for nighttime entertainment over there. But yeah, I think I'm going to have to stick the slight edge uh, to Walt Disney World. As much as I love Disneyland, and it was really tough. And as I was thinking about this question, I kind of went back and forth. Like while I was there, I'm like, man, this is a great park. Like I would love to come back here all the time but then i think about everything there is to do at disney world all the behind the scenes tours I mean, we did the surfing lessons there there's a you know we did we've done that there's a ton of other behind the scenes tours to do there there's just so many more rides and there's just so much more going on that i think if i could only pick one i'd have to be team walt disney world so now you have to pick one okay so i think that depending on your duration of time that you have to spend, I think that that really should dictate kind of what you're doing. Like we were going out there to California anyway, and we had some time and we wanted to go to the park, but we stopped at the park as part of our trip. But Disney World's more of like, okay, I have a week, we're going to Disney World. And that's basically probably all you're going to do. So if you have a couple days and you want to go to California, you want to stop in San Diego, you want to go to Anaheim, that's a this nice... is you though i'm not talking other you have to pick one time it doesn't matter you have as much time as you need at either park you have to make a decision this is my life ladies and gentlemen he always makes me i made i he made, makes me choose i made a decision you have to pick one now too uh another thing i want to bring up that we didn't talk about is florida's weather um if you go in the summer florida's weather is 
like it rains every day and it's 100 degrees with 100 percent humidity yeah i mean like you sh- i it remember can be, it can be unbearable the last time we were there i showered and my hair was still like wet and i tossed it up on top of my head and i walked outside and was immediately sweating so the humidity okay. and i mean yeah we get humidity and up it here can, too and it can get warm in california but yeah you don't have the humidity and the rain it's and not as much of a factor that. right so all right so quit stalling pick one Disneyland or Disney World? Oh, I. So he, what it comes down to for me is if I if I thought okay, I have to spend the rest of my life in this park. Like I can only go to one or the other. Uh, I would have to choose Disney World just because there's more to do. Okay, so, you're so kind of gonna, yeah, yeah I th- the water parks are a great addition. the The rides are great. There's Epcot. There's 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 more space there. There's they're kind of stuck in Disneyland with recycling land. Uh, Disney World. I mean, they still I think kind of have a bit more. Yeah, that they, they have, could they utilize. have more land to build out. So they it, it could still it has room to grow. So I think All right. that so we're both going Disney World. And again, I don't know if that's just because I've been there more than I have been to Disneyland. I'll be interested to go back to Disneyland. And see, maybe that one pulls ahead. But there is, but like, we'll see. I, I don't think you can go wrong with either. Yeah, of them. I don't think you can go wrong with Disneyland. Uh, Disneyland was a blast. I loved it. I would love to go back. I would probably rather go back there right now than I would rather go to Disney World. But just the amount of attractions at Disney World is the kind right, of and especially within the next factor. few years as they lead up to the 50th anniversary. In a couple years here, they're they're adding a mm-hmm. ton of new stuff. And they have Animal Kingdom there. Yeah, I that's your favorite. Animal that's Kingdom. your favorite. So, so you know, let us know. Do you agree or disagree with us? Are you Team Disneyland, Team Disney World? Have a heated debate in the Facebook. Yeah, group. yeah. Let us know. Like I'm, we said I'm on sure Facebook at Enchanted Ears Podcast happen. on Facebook. Um, when you see the post for this episode, let us know in the comments. You know what side you're on and and why and you know what you love about you know Disney World or what you love about Disneyland or, or what you dislike about them, you know, be sure to let us know. I think that kind of wraps it up for this week, kind of between the two parks. You know, thanks everybody for listening. We'll we'll be here next week. I think next week we're going to be kind of talking about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, maybe doing a, a ranking of those. Um, since Ant-Man's out now, we have 20 movies to kind of go over the past 10 years. We maybe doing kind of a NCAA head-to-head right. bracket on those. So right. make, make sure you join us. So uh, next week for that. This next week we'll just be rewatching all of them. Just kidding, it's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, so, so <laughs> far jo- too much. So uh, join us next week for that. And like I said, be sure to let us know whether you like Disney World or Disneyland better. Until then, have, have a, a magical, magical day. day.